Hello! Welcome to Fresh Talk. What's up? What's up? What's up? Who's that? Oh, we'd like to welcome back a phantom. Yes, I have returned. Back Holy from, shit. Back from Hollywood. The prodigal son has returned to Surprise. the podcast. Surprise, you break graces with our presence. Surprise, you two didn't drive this into the ground. <laughs> we almost drove say you. We didn't. <laughs> I checked the viewership on the last two pods. It was like minus 10. People were actually, they were well, watching it and then rewinding. To be fair, I did forget to announce that there was the last one. So <laughs> yeah. it was the only people found out were people were subscribers. You know what's funny is... Yeah, I, I knew about the, the first one that you did on beer. I thought you guys took the week off. I didn't even, Dan told me there was a whole Super Bowl totally episode. About it. And by the time With I rem- Bobby, nonetheless. Yeah, and by the time I remembered, it was the day after the Super Bowl, and I was like, well, absolutely no one's going to want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Now. So um, if you do want to go back in time and listen to last week's podcast, it did exist. Yeah, yeah, it's there. But see, see if we were right or wrong about our Super Bowl predictions. Oh, did you guys make predictions? We did. Was anybody right or wrong? I think we were all wrong. I was, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The guy who knew nothing about it was right. Dan fucking straight. <laughs> You'll have to listen to figure out why. That's the name that. of Dan's biography, Dan fucking straight. The Dan, Dan Clark story. <laughs> Dan straight. <laughs> straight as an arrow. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you guys holding the, holding the fort down while I was gone. Yeah, what, what yeah, are you doing? No problem, man. Uh, it was, you know, it it was. We just drank more, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, was like, like was, I was like, what the fuck, dude? You introduced a new segment called beer, and the very next episode is beer. <laughs> I was just like, drinking with Dodzy has just gone to full wait, stream. Wait till you introduce you, the whiskey section. You get the brothers Clark and and John <laughs> in here. What else are we gonna talk about? <laughs> yeah, totally. I felt like a fucking uh, guy on 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 sports sesh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Dodzy's cutting in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We were on jetpacks over a lake, you know. You motherfucker. <laughs> you know? I, I'm, I wouldn't be on the jetpack. I'd be on the, the grand with a beer. <laughs> Hot mic, champ. Hot mic. <laughs> so how was the shoot, man? How'd the movie go? Good, I mean, good, good. It was, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was such a whirlwind experience. It was wild. It was awesome. It was crazy. It was incredibly stressful. I can't even begin to, but in a good way. Like, you know, like you can't complain stress, but like it was nuts, man. I mean, I was getting five hours of sleep for the past three weeks. We shot 13 days over 19 days. So we had six days off out of 19 but they weren't days off because aaron and i since we were co-producing that means i, I found out producing ain't cool producing no. is producing bitch work it sucks <laughs> unless producing, you're fucking harvey weinstein then it just means you get a cut of the check <laughs> exactly producing is picking people up producing is pissing off locations producing is trying to figure out why people aren't on time producing is picking up food producing getting gas for the generator producing's pissing people off i mean dude every location in some way we pissed off somehow and and not in a mean way but People weren't prepared for it. Like, you know, it was a bunch of, uh, well, I'm talking like people know, but, you know, it was a lot of places that we're friends with or we have connections with. And I think people know you and like, oh, yeah, you can come over and fucking with a handy yeah, camera, sure, shoot whatever you want. They didn't realize it was an actual movie. movie. Yeah. I mean, people really thought, as much as for me, it's a very, very, very small movie and super low budge for a place that we were coming to film at. They were thinking it was like Chris and a couple buddies with an iPhone camera. And when that truck showed up and gear started coming out and guys were unscrewing lights and setting up food trucks and stuff i mean it was like people went in a full-fledged panic mode but but the end result is it was an awesome experience and it's only the beginning like the rush part is done the stressful part is done but now the long wait begins it's like making a record now mixing slash editing has begun or is getting ready to begin so i've been told that you know we won't even see the first cut for like another month and a half i mean it's an extraordinary process i mean dude all you guys 
did now. All you have is the raw materials. You got to bake that fucking cake stick. Cut, yeah. Cut it together, put it together. Um, got to start working on music. Got to start working on composing, voiceovers, overdubs. I mean, it's a very long process, but. If you this, need Bossa Nova work for that soundtrack. I, I know some guys. <laughs> no, I know. Too. I'm sure we'll have a Bossa Set up Nova that BMI, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, but, but, it, but the hard, stressful part's done. But the thing I can say in closing is I really think we made a funny movie. I mean, I don't know yet, but for. I was laughing. For yeah. a very <laughs> yeah, for a very small, very, very small indie movie, I hope we made one of those ones where someone's going to laugh. Not because you see cheap movies all the time and you're like, dude, it looks cheap and you don't laugh. I think this is going to make people laugh. And that was the whole goal of a comedy, you know? Well, in so. fact, uh, last podcast, I believe, or maybe it was the beer one, we were quoting the movie. No way. How the tides have changed. How the tides have changed. DDP coming in. Yeah, that's a that's DDP awesome. line. And of course, all you guys are in the film. Uh, you <laughs> know, true. yeah. And, and actually multiple sequences, you know. We, um, we had costume changes. Yeah, continuity is going to give us a fit. Like, yeah. There's guys a, that he's kicking at me here. <laughs> There's a point where like the assistant director came up and he's like, yeah, you got to put like a hat on or do something, man. Like uh, you, you, you like look, you like been in too much of this. Yeah, yeah that's a good thing, right? Totally. So it's going to, it's going to be really exciting we got a bunch of our friends in it and and some of the cameos we got we're even sitting on one or two that you guys know about that other people don't but you know we just i oh man it's oh there's something there and a lot of times for smaller movies the reason they don't have any success or they don't get out there is there's no reason for someone to watch them it's a bunch of actors they've never heard of and we did this nice balance of sort of unknown funny people but with a couple random cameos like like the stars really aligned it was really one of those projects where people were helping people and making the phone call and going out of the way and i got one or two people in the movie that are literally heroes of mine. So to say that like, hey, no matter what happens, if this only gets seen once, wrote a movie, it actually got filmed and I got to throw two or three people in it that literally are I mean, people I grew up with, like as a fan of, you know. So. Dude, man, I mean, even I got to kick it with Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, no shit. My All fucking eight year old self couldn't. He, he would have died if I had told him. I'd been like, you're right. You're a fucking crazy, fucking future cog. Yeah. Here. You don't know what you're talking about. It was. It, it was. It's. It's great. It's really exciting. I think it's going to be a very interesting ride to see what happens. I mean, no matter what, we'll have a big premiere adventure. A worst case scenario: if nobody wants this movie, if nobody buys it, if it ends up being a hunk of shit, we're going to show it in Ventura. But I think it could have a lot more legs than that. I really think we have a chance and making like a cool little indie movie that gets out there and opens up some doors and we'll see what happens. So as in the coming weeks, I'll keep everybody updated on how it goes, but the lull period is about to begin, you know? And the other thing is we got a name change most likely coming as well. I saw it because I actually looked tried to look it up on IMDb and I was like there's like three fucking yeah. movies coming out in the next two years now. Well, let, 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 let me talk about this really quick because it's interesting maybe people out there will have some ideas yeah, here's a problem we ran into Baker's Dozen is very clever for the film if yeah, the guy's last name perfect. is Baker it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect but the problem is it's a generic title it any is. way you cut it when you look up Baker's Dozen on Google you're not going to find this movie you're going to find donut shops you're going to find the terminology yeah. you're not going to find this movie and there was a made for TV movie back in the day called Baker's Dozen there was a short-lived TV show in the 80s called Baker's Dozen. Where it gets really crazy is there are not one, but literally yesterday popped up on IMDb, two films coming out called Baker's Dozen. One like next year, one the year after. One something? next year, one the year after. And that one just came up. So you must have yeah. checked like really 26, recently. Yeah, it was like it was last it was over the weekend. Yeah, so it literally popped up. So the problem is if we call it Baker's Dozen, as much as it's clever for the film, we've got a generic title, 
that other movies have. And you Lots can name them. a movie the same title. That's not, it's like a song. You can name a song the same title. But the problem is we're, we got to get people to find this. And in yeah. this day and age, if you go on a search engine, if you don't have an original title, I mean, one of the best things we ever did was called the band Army of Freshmen because yep. there were no other fucking bands called that versus all these bands that had the fill in the blanks so so we really are leaning towards just why get lost in the mix why have it get buried as much as it's clever for the film it's not it's not such an original concept that we're screwing it problem is we're married to it because we've been calling it that of three course. years we just we got a website that we just put together so we'd have to get a new domain name but at the same time we're like you know what it's more hey, important man, if they could if they could do it for return of the jedi you guys can do it good call good <laughs> yeah. call absolutely that, that shit's cheap you anyway. just get married to it you of know course. so we have a couple ideas but i think it needs to happen but my thing is it needs to happen sooner rather than later because i don't want buzz to start i don't want to start editing this thing i don't want to start getting bands on the soundtrack and it's all under one name and then all of a sudden a day before it comes out you change the name that would suck i want to get people's heads around the new title right away so that's the interesting factor any uh, any ideas what you're going for i'll tell you right now we just got off the phone um the one that we're sort of leaning towards is denton's doesn't Oh, that's good. So instead of his last that's name, yeah. it's the lead character's name. Um, it's original. There's no fucking movie out there called Denton's Doesn't. It tells you immediately what's up. This is a character. There's 12 things going on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I like the, the consonant jump of it. Denton's Doesn't. Yeah, it, boom, boom, boom. Sure. yeah, double D. So that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, they're always good yeah. like double totally. D's. I mean, there could be a play on that somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know? So we'll see. So that's what we're leaning towards. But I'm really excited, but it's been nice in the past couple days to be able to kind of run some errands. And I've just been returning stuff, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Sports Authority, fuck you. Because we bought six hundred dollars worth of baseball pants, they won't take one oh. back. And whoever was on the team looking at you guys that decided to fucking make love to bubble gum, there's just a crotch of gum. Somebody must <laughs> have just been rubbing bubble it wasn't gum in me, the crotch. I was on the other team. There you go. There you go. But how about this idea? We're thinking about um, in uh, for for those of you listening, one of the the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie starts out as a softball game, and all the guys in Army of Freshmen and a bunch of our buddies were on the various teams. We're thinking about when we do a premiere because no matter what we'll do a premiere in Ventura but having an actual softball game between the two teams that'd be awesome and then dude have the premiere at the field Oh, actually, show it outside. Yeah, put a fucking screen on the backstop. You have the bleachers already there. That's not entirely bad idea. That's pretty cool. So we're gonna do a lot of fun stuff with it. If if I only make one movie, I'm gonna have fun with it, you know, because it was so stressful that I didn't even really get to. I thought I was gonna sit behind the camera a lot and 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 be, you know, the writer, creative guy, and just make (laughs) suggestions. Fuck no, dude. I'm telling you, I probably saw only a quarter of this film yeah. get made. And it's it's our movie. We wrote it. But in terms of we just had to trust the people that they were getting good stuff. So the baseball day that you guys were at was our big day with all our extras and stuff. I'm hearing all you guys, like, it was so surreal because I'm looking at my best friends on a baseball field with three famous professional wrestlers that I idolize making a movie. It was like a dream. It was like, dude, I had a dream last night that Kai, John, and Dan were on a baseball team with Jake the Snake Rod and Diamond Dallas Page and Tommy Dreamer but it wasn't a baseball game it was like a movie but it was at Camino Real but it wasn't it was like literally I couldn't even explain that there were free snow cones it was awesome and I couldn't couldn't hear shit I'm watching all you guys laugh and I'm like this fucking sucks you know there were some good laughs it was incredible and some of those guys were really funny and then uh, I know Dan all three of you guys got to be uh, at the very last night we just wrapped up a couple days ago I thought that that place looked sensational it, it really looked like an underground fight club. It was really funny. Kai was with a... Uh 
in the corner of this underground fight club in a fur kind of Eskimo hat. Yeah, it was It was actually, it, it was from the movie, it was from The Hobbit is what it is. Oh, it's a Hobbit It was, it was a promo hat. from The yeah, Hobbit. Oh, a promo, promo hat. Yeah, but no, it's like well, a furry cool. Hobbit, like oh. Hobbiton hat. And he's standing next to this guy named Francisco Santana, who's like one of the top 20 welterweights in the world that trains at this gym. And I was just dying because obviously being friends with both guys, you guys were just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like literally amazing. Like with you in that hat and him in that do-rag just hurling money in the air <laughs> it's it was the weirdness that we wanted you know so that's gonna be a good scene i'm really that excited that about that film made all that money yeah i'm still hoarse from all that yelling and cheering yeah, yeah. well that francisco guy beat his arm up really yeah, really bad he dude, was like covered he, head to he in bruises one take man he was going for and he punched <laughs> up after he's like oh i think i heard and he, i looked at his arm and it's like swelling yeah, he sent me pictures all bruised yeah. and it, was, it was it was killer man and Good i think the experience yourself. is only beginning and i want to try and get everybody that was in it to come to the premiere and we'll see I mean, there's. I mean, I'll get really crazy on you guys for all you people out there in the UK because apparently, when I ask Both for questions you. for the podcast, everybody wants to know. Yeah, when are you coming back? That's the most popular podcast question. Um, but there was even talk of like, man, why don't we fucking show this thing in London and freaking go out and and do a show? You know what I mean? Like have a premiere party in Sold. London. You know, like I mean, why not? Like why not? I mean, it's why not? Why not so have fun with that. it? Is that, is that in the budget? Yeah, well, that's the thing. We'd have to try and work it in there. But that's the type of stuff we could do with if there was some marketing Charter budget. a plane. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call Bruce Dickinson. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Fly us to London. Yeah. Air Maiden. So we got some good ideas. And I mean, I'd love to obviously write a, a brand new original freshman song for it. So there's like a new AOF track that's just with the soundtrack kind of thing. Oh, I think so. of the BMI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that's the exciting thing too. It's like, it's so hard to get songs in movies. You want to get a song in a movie? Make one. Make one. <laughs> People are going to be listening to this and like, you like, hear like, that Jack Johnson? Yeah, like every single freaking tune is going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so I mean, the, the, the play, I like Reza is like, be like he's Peter like, Paul. He's like, maybe we can go straight to iTunes. I was like, he's like, what if we could get it like for like one showing on Comedy Central at two in the morning? He was like, I'd rather go like with an iTunes release and then go for like a one showing. I'm like, nope, one showing on Comedy Central because I'm like, me and my <laughs> buddies yeah. will make like a quarter of a million dollars when every single note in the song we have a piece Absolutely. of, you know. So anyway, well, we'll keep people posted on Baker's Dozen working title, but let's Air let's quotes. let's get into the show here. It's very good to be back. It's nice to see you guys. It is. Um, what have you, uh, what have you been up to besides um, since the movie? Since, since the movie, just I have uh, been. Uh, I wish I've just been doing <laughs> returns, trying to bring stuff uh, back, do some phone calls, tying up the loose ends, tying up all the loose ends because it's not it's not done. Bunch of little stuff, but I got to do some errands. I destroyed my garage in filming, so I've had to put the garage back together and just a lot of stuff like that. Seen any movies lately? Um, no, but one of the things that I made a, a testament to myself this month, now that I have uh, my schedule is changing dramatically, is I need to see some flicks because yeah, I am out of the. I spent all my time making a movie and therefore did not get to see any movies. I missed Stallone and Schwartz in that Prison Break movie. Oh, dude, and considering sucked. I'm probably the only person that wanted to see that, like, shit. <laughs> I know. saw it. You saw it? it? I can't believe you saw that. That yeah, seems so not I, your kind of movie. I, I've got a way to see a lot of movies for free now, basically. Mm. And so You just I, went for I it. I went for it. What's a good stuff out right now? Like, what's a must-see? Wolf of Wall Street. Have to. Mm. Wolf of Wall Street, you fucking have. And for and you. And well, we talked about Louis, that in the. We talked oh, about that. you did that. see Louis yeah. Davis, right? I did not see yeah, that yet they, either. You oh. have to see yeah. that, man. Cohen and Full. Like we talked about on another podcast, it's really dark, though. I've heard it, I heard it was amazing, but just not the most it's, uplifting yeah, film I mean, on it, earth. There's you know? some laughs, but it's dark. Yeah. It, it's not uplifting. Yeah. At did all. you get to see Nebraska yet? Yeah. Do you Love, like it? Oh, God. It's really good, huh? It's great. Uh, you know what I did see finally? I know it was one of your favorite movies of the year, Clark, but I saw Gravity and it's a hunk of shit. 
Oh no, the movie was terrible, but yeah. visually. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was uh, the movie. Wow, visually, we were just talking about that before you got there. You thought it sucked. Huh? I absolutely. I have not seen it. Hated it. Uh, did you see it in the theater? Saw it in the theater. Okay. Saw it in IMAX 3D. It lo- it was the best looking movie I've ever seen. Which is the only reason life. to see it. Best looking because that scares me because I am not a Sandra Bullock fan. She's one of those ones that well, really irks the shit out of me. Well, it, she's so to be all alone with her for two years, yes, two, 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 two hours. No, it's not two hours, but it's the longest hour and a half of your life. I I'm telling you, the wow, Wolf of Wall God, Street. People is twice love as the long. shit out of that. Movie. I know it's nominated for Best Picture. It's unbelievable. There's here's what you learn about. There's only two characters, and here's what you learn about them: that Sandra Bullock has never been to space before, and that she lost a child. At some point. Of course she did. Yeah, and that's all you know about. That's <laughs> Can they all... make a goddamn Sandra Bullock movie where she didn't, I lost the kid. That's all you know about her. You don't even know <laughs> what, how you lost her kid or how old the kid was. Uh, and then you you learn about George Clooney only that he's been to space a bunch. Like 17 times. That's, that's And then that's actually real. George Clooney actually is so rich, he has been to space 17 times. So that's all you know about these characters, and you're supposed to care about them in any way. I and, hate them already. And you will not. Like, every time there's like, and then the whole movie, no, there's no plot. It's fucking, like that there's movie Armageddon. No it's just action, 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 who gives two fucks. I uh, hate it. That's what I liked about Nebraska because it was the polar opposite, yeah. of, opposite that, of that. You know, oh, it's so nice to have a movie that's not. I mean, that whole action thing, even with Superman, the new Superman, which I enjoyed and we both enjoyed. At a certain point, it was like a yeah. thirty-minute action sequence. Like, please, just stop for a minute. It was minute, way too you know? long. This was. This is like if you took just the action sequences from a big action movie and removed what little story there usually is. There's there's literally no story. Mm-hmm. You don't even know why that. You know nothing. Nope. You just, they're just in space, and then there's a bunch of shit happening, and then shit happens, and then shit happens, and then it's over. How about you, Dan? How you been? Anything cooking? Uh, Not a whole lot. It's pretty much the same as the last two weeks that you weren't here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, did some work on a movie that you might have heard of. Um... Yeah, Dan and Guy, I mean, what, three days on set? <laughs> three, yeah, four. Four. Four, four, uh, we four, had four appearances. Set, yeah. I did the two baseballs, Bombay's, and, and, and the, the cool thing there. is you guys always came to the shit that was really badass. You know what I mean? Like, you missed all the, you were like, I'm at the strip club scene, the baseball scene, and the fight club scene, like, which were the three <laughs> funnest scenes. <laughs> those were the only ones you told us about. Yeah, I didn't even know where else you were shooting. So it's, it's been good. Out. Still been cool. playing, um, slowly working my way through The Last of Us, which I still maintain is an amazing fucking game. And also just won like 10 awards at some oh, award game? show. Saw that. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. F- oh, it's so good. It sounds like a, a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> or like an Omega Man re- reboot. But closer to Omega Man. Now, you know, uh, one thing I did want to mention that started while literally when the movie started. And uh, you guys text me about this it the other the, night. Well, this oh, is yeah. the next thing I was going okay. to get to and what I've been up to. The show... True Detective on uh, HBO. There's been three episodes so yeah, far, I believe. Four. Four, four episodes. Fourth aired last it Sunday. It yeah. is incredible. Yes, right? And in the last episode, there was a sequence. And now I'm getting all, I'm a filmmaker now. But <laughs> there was a camera shot that was a single shot. Six minutes. Was it? Was it six, six minutes? minutes God damn. Through a, uh, you know, through a ghetto fight complex. You're not giving anything away. It was remarkable yeah, from, no from knowing what I just did in the past two weeks, how hard it is to get a single shot of two people in one spot. I <laughs> phys- I cannot, my brain can't grasp how that occurred. It must've took hours and hours a prep, and hours of rehearsal and prep. Yeah, absolutely. Rehearsal, but because they can't, they have to be dry rehearsal because there's no way they could have all those special effects in the helicopters oh, yeah, and all that course. shit. Dude, have you seen the speaking of gravity? It's all coming full circle. That guy's, 
previous movie, Children of Men. Oh God, I love Children it's, of Men. The whole movie is cuts like that. Oh, so I good. remember the name. That's the title. Dude, yeah. watch it now. If you're you have you're having this Michael appreciation. It. It's Michael Caine, Clive Owen. Yeah, uh, that, Julian okay. Moore. I, I remember but, the film. Yeah, dude, it's the same thing. Great it's, film. It's it's like minimal cuts. There are scenes in it that make that scene look like nothing. Wow. I mean, you're talking about like full city war scenes, like Shh. bombings yeah. and shit, and like like. Like people's heads exploding yeah. and blood splattering on the camera, and yeah. the camera's moving with the ca- oh, it's just yeah. But that, anyway, True Detective, it's fucking a, holy man. shit. Oh, I'm the just acting every it's just and every episode's like one single piece to this really weird fucking puzzle. except episode five, which episode four is, but then episode four, which is the one that we just saw, just like explodes. Like the first three it are exploded. all character and, and um and yes. dialogue driven, and it's wonderful. The acting is top notch. The cinematography, but I think is that's why I was so. Four, s- I think I was so blown away because it just suddenly went to this whole. Suddenly, I'm in the yeah. wire again. Well, you know, didn't see it coming. In a and huge with, way. without the cuts, it's like all. It was just so disarming. I mean, Ugh. I did not see that coming. I was just sitting there uh, watching the show, wow. ready uh, for like. And you know what's weird is they haven't. Um, I don't want to get in the plot too much, but at the very end of the first episode, he said, "I know why I'm here." Because how did we arrest this guy back then? Yeah. Yet there was just a crime committed yeah. with the same way. And they have not touched on that since. If you were to come into that show and you didn't there's, get the very end of the first there's episode. Mention, there's mentions of it. Has there been? Very, very subtle. And I only know this because I've seen the first three episodes three times because I make everybody I know watch it. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff you pick up on that that uh, Woody Harrelson's character says about the new he, murder. Not, well, about the reason that they're there. Yeah. Well, I'm getting Which the vibe that, that about these the officers murder. are starting to have interest in Matthew McConaughey's character no, as they do from the beginning. Watch yeah. it. Watch it again. You'll see it right they're, away. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sniffing him. They're yeah. like, Oh yeah. What the, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. he is in some way connected or responsible for this, you know? Dude, and, it's, and the thing is, it's half over now. There's only eight episodes. There's only eight. It's I was only eight? eight? Oh. Only eight. Wow. Well, first, first Breaking Bad was only eight. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, Another show accidentally fell into, Um, don't know if I'm totally sold yet. Have either of you guys watched Homeland? I watched yes. the first like, three up. episodes. Okay. That's exactly what I did. Okay. I, I got to say, I'm not, I'm not knocked out but i'm somewhat enjoying it i was intrigued but it was like it was like a not as good 24 is it's, how i it's felt. like the walking dead of that genre like it's good enough that you can watch it but it's not great yeah. and it was really melodramatic like yeah. way over it's, the top yeah. like if I, had to, very, if I had to fucking see claire danes like stare off longingly into the distance and pop a pill yeah. in her face i was maybe gonna fucking cut myself yeah i've never had i've, <laughs> keep all, watching I've, I've yeah, always I been negative towards claire danes ever since i heard the story uh really quick uh chris rowe from the ataris wrote a song about claire danes on one of the records poster i yeah, called. and he, um, Ben Lee, who was her boyfriend at the time, was so, playing yeah. at the Yucatan in Santa Barbara, like on a Thursday night before Ben Lee was kind of like super cool. And they thought that maybe Claire Danes was going to be there. So before the Ataris were huge, he and a buddy went to the Yucatan to see Ben Lee and oh, maybe we'll see Claire Danes. Saw her, went up to her, and I don't know the exact story, but either said, hey, I'm a big fan, or asked for a picture or an autograph. I don't know, maybe they even gave her the CD, like we wrote a song about you. And she like, 
stone cold blew them off like super bitch style not just like oh hey nice to meet you just like to the point that like chris rowe then would introduce the song with like hey i wrote the song about this girl but then i met her and she was like a total fucking bitch so it's actually called claire danes fuck you or something like that um i don't know the exact details but so funny about that is i have a corroborating story because wow my ex-girlfriend Alyssa was at that show get out of here she went to go see ben lee and like what a small world i know right she had good taste in music. Um, Very cool girl. Went to, you know, he was signing autographs after the show and said, you know, she didn't talk to Claire Danes, but she was visible, like she was over on the other side of the room and just like looked like she had a cloud over her head and just pissed off. And of course, Ben Lee's doing his thing, you know, being nice to the fans and saying hi, which is what mm-hmm. artists do. And she just was like, apparently a total bitch about it. So Wow. So that's true. Again, we have corroborating like, Much like Homeland, we have <laughs> evidence that Claire Danes is a terrorist. And that's what we've learned. <laughs> How far are you in? Three episodes? Three episodes. And like, I'm not like, I gotta see it again because I watched True Detective. It was like, yeah, I need to see True Detective right now. Yeah. yeah. Not, not but, a candle. It, True it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, so. with, yeah. I, I gave up on it. I'm, only, I'm loving the, my True Detective. The only reason though. to watch that show is for Mandy Patinkin. He is, he, he is carries good. that show, but it's not enough. I mean, it gets weak. Yeah. I do like uh-huh. the Indigo Montoya, but he's not in it too much. I could, no, back I, could see, I could see it slipping quick. And that's yeah. kind of what happened to me with a couple different shows where I'm just like, I just can't stay with it. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm current, you know, I'll keep watching it just because so I'm this far I mean, in. But. That, I had the same experience with Walking Dead where I wasn't into it. And then some weird thing happened where the whole world decided it was like the greatest show on yeah. planet Earth. Yeah, I had the same thing happen. I love the first two episodes and I was like, I'm bored. And now yeah. I know people that are like, I watch it every week. It is the best show. I am addicted to it. I'm it's, like, really? Like, what? I just think it's if you, if you Did invest. Did something happen? I think, no, I just think if you invest enough time in anything, it'll, yeah. you'll, because you'll, you'll eventually gonna start caring about the characters. Well, and not, not only that. But I think it's one of the first times, at least in a long time, that that zombies have really been on the forefront of popular culture. Like the zombie thing was, you know, Kai, you love horror. You've been into zombie movies forever. This has really high production value. The makeup it is does. excellent. Yeah, the shots are really good, and it's on like mainstream television. It's not like, hey, go see and the zombie the thing. That's fu- so so hot. It did. So it's like it's in the forefront of popular culture right now. Like it's not because of this show. And it's the but it's the flagship. Zombie oh, thing absolutely yeah. yeah. But the now, show do you itself watch is kind it? of do you I do. Watch I'm it? current. Well, I haven't seen oh. the the, the it, season just it, restarted. Is it tremendous? I mean, no. I mean, um, I you know, I mean, that's where are, I am with there are, There's an after show where people talk about it. Talk, that's yeah. on TV, not like a podcast, like like actual TV time discussing oh, the wow. episode. And, and, I mean, and if think, you're into it, that's great. Hmm. And God bless I, Chris Hardwick for keeping it. I think the comics are. I mean, again, I've only seen I've only seen the first like three episodes of the second season and all mm-hmm. the first season, but the comics are great. And see, I haven't seen really, the comics. Really, really I haven't good. read them. So I'm probably less judgmental than somebody that has read them would be. Mm. It's, you know, it's worth your time if you're into it. It's not groundbreaking. It's not holy shit. It's, it's breaking bad. Just destroyed that show. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Have and you then, watched Sherlock, Chris? Oh, dude, I, the new season, the new season. No, uh, haven't you watched the new season? Well, I guess you've been busy. I adore the first two. I was that's one that I actually pride myself on a little bit because I feel like I was on that before you guys. I, I watched yeah. Sherlock, Sherlock early on. I thought those first two seasons were incredible. I love how they're mini movies. Yeah. I love that that it's not an episode. I love how much um, it sticks to the books. And and is the third season already done? Did all three yeah, movies come out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um. I like say, I need to find. How to torrent? Because I, no, no, no. Um, you can watch not, them online. They're free. They post them online. Where are they post them? BBC. Yeah, BBC. BBC. 
No shit, huh? Because yeah. mm-hmm. before, like, I waited like six months for the season two DVD. Yeah, they're to not. Come they're out. not on Netflix yet. I mean, the first mm-hmm. two seasons are. I will say that it does, is it good. It's it's great. It keeps in line. I heard it's this, not as good as with this weird thing that I've noticed that we talked about. How this the middle episode is just kind of eh. Mm. Yeah, the middle episode's weird of as all, fuck. But, but of all three seasons, the middle episode was like, what? Yeah. what is this it's kind of been a throwaway. But this yeah. season so far Season's is heavier. not as good. No, it's you're right, it's not. So the middle episode is not as it's good. It's not as good, huh? It's just, ah, Moriarty, man, what the fuck? Like, so he is dead. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. Because, I mean, it was so weird at the end. I'm like, did he fake it? Or But I think he's dead. Sherlock. <laughs> he was so fun. You know what's funny is all phenomenal. Um, all the dudes on the film that show came up in conversation numerous times. <laughs> like because you know actors, I think just love that show. Yeah. And everybody had the same thing about Moriarty when he first came out and did that weird voice. And I had like four or five people talk about this. It was really interesting. They said when he did that, they were like, um out this guy's gonna play it like this this is horrible and they said literally like five minutes later they're like it's genius because yeah. <laughs> for a split second he made me think that almost like he was a bad actor and doing yeah. this really over the top thing but he just turns it on you and, and then you're like that was brilliant and and was just, curious because i thought this, i had the same experience yeah. you know no, i did the same thing i thought it was bane all over again and then also oh. like oh no this is this dude he, he found it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. other thing that i learned about actors uh, there is a movie that apparently every actor just thinks it's the greatest, like, like, well, director, Paul Thomas Anderson. If I heard one of those goddamn film nerds drop his name one more time, like, and it's really weird. There's, see, there's this new camp with these, with these actors, these LA people, um, Everybody knows there will be bloods fucking amazing. And that's like, what about like Boogie Nights though? That's, yeah, Boogie Jesus. Nights, all those. But the one movie that a lot of people, um, Sorry, and this isn't Paul Thomas Anderson, I apologize. But first off, they love him, and There Will Be Blood is just the greatest thing ever. But um, uh, Gangs of New York. Oh, hell yeah. Now, when that came out, there was a real... There are people that think that movie sucks. People left the theater, like didn't finish it. I went with somebody who fell asleep. Bad example who I went with, Moloch. But, Ah, you know, like... I think that's insane. I think that... You think that movie is brilliant? Absolutely, I, I think Cameron Diaz's app is unbelievably terrible, uh-huh. and she shits all over that movie with yeah. her terrible accent and her terrible acting. But that movie itself is fucking yeah. I mean, great. I heard people talk about, and these are people that like went to film school and shit. That the scene where he's wrapped in the American flag in that dark room is like they. It's like that's it. They're like it's one of the greatest monologues of all time. Like I mean, they just there like, are a they, lot of them people, and for I get it, but. They basically, these people were talking about Daniel Day-Lewis like he was in a different world. Like he was like just a different spectrum. Like to the point that people that know about acting, it's not like they're hipsters where they're like too cool to say he's great. It's like, no, he deserves everything. And the same thing about Paul Thomas Anderson. Like those are the two names that like, in like literally when they would do a shot, like the director was like, I gotta have my one Paul Thomas shot. He was like, I know it's a raunchy comedy, but I gotta have one shot where other filmmaker says, oh, he likes Paul Thomas. Thomas, you know, like like the camera move where it like follows a character and goes to yeah. it, and he got it. He's like, it I got it, like I a- got my shot. And I'm sitting here worried about, dude, like we needed to see some hot chicks and some naughty jokes. And he's like, we got to have one, dude, you know. So he's really excited that he has a couple shots in there that he thinks are going to add production value. Where a film nerd will be like, wow, it's not Clerks, where it's just a yeah. camera on two guys. Yeah. You know? So if you haven't seen that, guy, if you haven't gone through the the 
PTA catalog. <laughs> you should, man, because it's it's small. He hasn't made a lot of movies. It's Magnolia. No, I've seen them all. I've it's seen Boogie Magnolia. Nights. I've seen Boogie Nights. The Master. I have not seen, I the, master. seen the Master. I know about it, but I haven't it's seen crazy, it. It's crazy, man, but it's I, good. I a lot of mixed that, reviews. Yeah. A lot of mixed reviews. Well, I mean, you know what it's supposed to be about. You know what it's right? about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can't deny the way it looks. You cannot deny the way it's directed. You can't deny the shots. And you cannot deny Joaquin fucking Phoenix in that movie. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he's... I know I know. Philip Seymour Hoffman is good in that, yeah. but he... But and how about Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman? It's crazy, man. Woo. Like, you know what's crazy about that? You know when somebody dies of drugs, especially when they're famous, there's that sort of cover-up. Yeah. He was found in his apartment. But not when they you're suspect, a They suspect drugs or there's, you know, there's, you know, the autopsy report. This is like, he was laying on 50 bags of heroin with a needle shoved up his butt. Like, yeah. it was like, there's no getting around this one, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, unbelievable. Somebody that talented to throw it away like especially that. Especially after being clean for so long. I mean, it took yeah. 20 years of sobriety, There's man. been a ton of discussion about it, so why do you, Why do you ever start? That's my thing with stuff like that. It's just like, why do you ever start? It's too far because you're young and you make poor decisions, you know? We've all made poor decisions. He just made one that he couldn't, you know, stuck with him. Yeah, but I've, we've all made poor decisions, but I, I've seen you make, none of, I've none seen of everyone in this heroin, room though. make poor we've decisions. Poor de- yeah, I've but, seen everyone in this room, myself included, and I have made poor decisions with you all, yet never once has one of us God said, right. you know what? We're really fucking up. Let's do heroin. You know, it's never come up. You but, know, you it's know, the painkillers, man. Yeah, dude, but it's, it's a That's, good, but yeah. also none of us, you know, ran the oxy train. It's a, you, you got to get there. You don't just fucking one day like, oh, I'm going to do heroin. It's like, it's, a, it's that half step, man. It's, it's trouble. We've always been smart on that, but you know, it's, we also none of us have fucking genital warts and like you know we made plenty of poor decisions that could have ended up with that yeah but if you did I don't there may be somebody in this room right now it's like how do they know you know what I mean yeah guys none yeah. of us right no uh, just you see the one guy just pounding the beer yeah. Yeah. Like, crickets know, in the background being, yeah you know John how long have we been talking a, while. a long time where are we at um probably was, 30 minutes this is the catch up wow. show yeah, it's been the catch-up edition. It's kind of nice. It's nice jumping around on all these topics. Yeah. Um, any, we can, any music, any records you've been listening to lately, J-Man? Even doesn't have to be something that just came out, um, or maybe something that just came out. Oh, great, great question. Great question. Um, again, I've been so what got you through these trying times. What got me through these trying times? Uh, I have. Uh, whew, that's a really God. I know there's something that I was just really recently digging on um i'm kind of going through an atmosphere phase dude i've always finally got there i've always liked them i've never disliked atmosphere i like the one record and i can't say that every record's great but what i'm finding is every record gives me two songs that knock my socks off and the rest of it's still the most of it dude have you gotten to that when life hands you lemons you got to paint that shit gold record great record yes yeah there's a song maybe did i talk about this on the podcast already but there's a song called yesterday and it's just it's it's high ranked. It's one of the, the one is he's known for. But basically, what I got from it when I was first listening to it, besides the fact that it was hooky and cool, he's talking about missing somebody. And I'm interpreting the whole song like he's missing a girl, like a relationship, you know. And I'm thinking all the times we had, and just it could come off cheesy, but he sells it so well at the very end of the tune, you know. Yesterday, the course essentially yesterday, I thought I saw you, but it wasn't you. Something like that, you know, you know. But it wasn't you, Dad, because you passed away. And it's like, oh my God, he had me 
thinking the entire time he was talking about a fucking girl. And then when I listened to it a bunch of times, I realized he never said anything that would make you think yeah, it was a girl. That was just your projection. Exactly. And it was just one of those nice musical moments where somebody does yeah. something to you in a story or a song. Like it was almost like a, a swerve at the end of a film and he did it to me in a Tony, song. He hitchcocked you. Yeah, I, yeah. Like that. I like that. You know, I don't get that a lot anymore, you know. So a lot of a lot of atmosphere I've been enjoying. Um anything else? How about you guys? Anything jumping out? Clark? I really haven't been listening to a lot of music lately. I'm still, you know, I listen to podcasts most of the time, so that's what I've been rocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dude, a bunch of stuff lately. Uh, just today, it's we're recording this on Tuesday, but a couple of good records came out today. Uh, the new Sun Kill Moon came out. You should get on. There's it. a new one. Just came out today. He will dude. not stop, dude. It's so good. Oh, fucking, I'm getting I mean, it. He's one of my favorite. Dude, the like, first song, Carissa. It's just it's about like his second cousin that died in a house fire. God, how does he write so it's much? It's fucking man. insane, dude. This song's about like this distant relative that you didn't really know. She died in a house fire, and it's basically like I didn't really know you. But that didn't mean it. I didn't care. So I wrote this song just so people wouldn't like. It's just fucking. Yeah. Just on another. Goddamn he goes. He goes down the honesty level, route dude. so extreme that when he, when it hits, it hits great, and sometimes it misses because honestly, yeah. his record. I adore his writing, but every record gives me three songs that I think are three of the best songs I've heard all year, and then seven songs that literally sound like filler. And he dropped, those, he dropped two records last he year. Did. Wow. He's one of those guys, too, though, that, that he, the bar is so high most of yeah. the time that... Fuck. I mean, do, even do you listen to him at all, Dan? Have you ever listened to him? I never have. Do you know who that is at all? Or I'm familiar with the name. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy named Mark. Years, uh, how do you spell his last name? I don't even know how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. Kalaski, Kozalik. Yeah, he was in uh, Red House Painters, yeah. which was sort of okay. a uh, almost like indie a folky. indie folky, almost like pre-emo band in the 90s. And then he went solo, but he called it Sun Kill Moon. Mm-hmm. But now it's to the point where you don't, he puts a record out as Mark. Kozalik, he does he, whatever. Kozalik, he'll put a record out as Mark Kozalik. He'll put a record out as Sun Kill Moon. He'll put a record out as a con- just material, mm-hmm. folky, chill, just him and acoustic guitar. But occasionally he writes a song that, like the one that you know, just absolutely rips my heart out. And I owe this all to Phil Cody, our homie down in LA, who Makes sense. Uh, very exciting has looks like his Warren Zevon tribute record that he recorded here at Archive with John and I is finally going to be coming out. But he does a cover of a uh, one of these Sun Kill Moon songs called Moorestown. And it's just one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And as much as the original version's great, Phil Cody will do a version that literally, I know it sounds extreme, but the first time I heard it, I had one of those soul moments where it was just like, I just witnessed something. I just felt something like where music, it's just like, dude, that's why music's the greatest thing in the world. Cause every once in a while it can just hit you in a way. And yeah. so and this, you don't even know why maybe one word or one melody or one mm-hmm. note or something. It, yeah, it's it's it's, it's hardcore, and again, <laughs> like, not like in a battery. I, I, I could <laughs> see I could see somebody getting the record heart. and being like, "Dude, I'm gonna listen to this," and be like, "I don't get it." But it's almost like you need somebody to help you with it. It's one of those ones where you need, you know, listen to these three songs and then go there. But oh man, it's like Marin always talks about. There's there's one person in your life that it's like, no, 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 no. listen, listen to Black. Here, listen to this weird record. Yeah, that one guy at the record store that he always talks about. Mm. Oh, that's true. So he's got that's a new record that came out today. That's very exciting. Just today. Uh, also t- just came out today is f- fucking Crosses finally put out a record. I don't know if you guys know that. It's That's the Deftones project. Singer right? Deftones, guitar player from Far is really the band, and mm. maybe one other dude. The one other dude, but they got the drummer from Far playing drums on it. Mm. And this record has been in the works for like five years or something, wow. a long time. It's already been pushed back, the release of this full length, 
like yeah. three times. It was supposed to come out end of last year, like October, and then it got pushed back to February, it, like or or December. And now it got pushed back to February, but it's out. And dude, it's great. It's like really imagine Deftones gone sort of pseudo electronica, but really sexy. Like you know that mm. dude's kind of angry, but he's, he can do like mm-hmm. a, a fuckable thing with his voice. Yeah. And half the songs are about fucking. Like if you want to get laid, just put this on with the lady in the room and you're going to end up with some boobies in your face. Wow. It's impossible. It's really fucking good. That's surprising. It's, right. And it's on Sumerian. They put out an indie label, which is kind of good, but it's, that's cool. Yeah, huh. it's, that came out today. Mm-hmm. And also a uh, band of horses put out an acoustic record today. Oh, that could be cool. To that band. But they, it's cool. They, they take a bunch of their rad songs, but they, it's full length. It's live, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. Cause you get to hear those fucking guys sing and they're just insane. Those guys are such good singers and their harmonies, the way they sing together and play is just, it's, something special but they change the songs a lot it's not one of those hey here's our songs and we're just replacing everything yeah. with acoustic guitars they strip everything down something it's else that good. came out recently that I'm curious to hear I don't know if it's going to be good but Les Claypool and a buddy have a country duo came out last week and really? they just put out a record and they do a couple countrified versions of Primus songs I bet there's a lot of notes in that record oh, I can only <laughs> imagine him shredding on a banjo I you know um, obviously that's clearly not for everybody I don't even know if it would be good but supposedly there's a Bitchin' cover, if you can believe this, of Allison Chain's Man in the Box. What? And I just want to hear, like, Les Claypool doing a country version of Man in the Box. That just sounds... Is it like bluegrass country, too? It's, it's gotta imagine. be. It's gotta be, it's yeah. Andrew, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they were buddies. I mean, uh, Primus and, and Chains. Yeah, that I mean, was that fucking Lollapalooza crowd. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, uh, God, what was it? Uh, Woodstock. There was a famous thing, I think, at that 94 Woodstock where, um, who was jamming? Um, I think it was Primus, right? And they were jamming and they brought, I think it was Jerry Cantrell up. I'm almost positive. And he took the guitar from the Primus guitar player and just went fucking ballistic to the point where the Primus guitar player literally, as jokingly, just threw his hands up and said, nope, fuck you. Just like, not picking it up. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Like, it's like a kind of a famous moment you know damn i didn't i missed that entirely. oddly enough speaking awesome. of jerks um not <laughs> jerks but Jer- uh in terms of claire danes dissing chris rowe who could forget when jerry cantrell dissed chris and kai from army it's of freshmen we went up for a pick at sonosphere backstage and to, in some ways he just kind of had rolled up so there's a yeah, little just got there. there's a little part of it that maybe you and i were a little overzealous but we were fucking stoked and i didn't want to miss that up I mean, yeah you know uh, you and I said, dude, we should do it now because when everybody sees that he's here, because it's Picture City yeah. backstage at an event like that. And he kind of gave us this like, oh man, um, well, we'll do it in a little bit, man. I just got here. I'm just getting settled. And like, it's like, he wasn't getting settled. He was smoking a cigarette. No one was around. Totally. But I think it was just, we were probably the first people that talked to him and, and I when think he probably rolled up. he knows that once that train gets started, yeah. it probably doesn't stop for a while. And he probably, it probably if we would have waited another hour, he'd been and, like, all right, We didn't it. even say we were in a band. We just came up straight up for a pick and you know sometimes as weird as it sounds as bullshit as it is if you say you're in a band I think about it all the time it, though, man. it <laughs> changes things a little bit but that's the only time i can ever think of you and i ever getting dissed i mean we've gotten some killer pictures with people it's, yeah is that the morrissey oh morrissey <laughs> fucking famous morrissey. dude tell the morrissey story man because oh, i'm not a morrissey nut but there are people out there yeah. that literally hear this story and they just die about the thing him. about it is is no one is going to be surprised by this. No, yeah. So, so we are in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. yeah, on a Sunday, Sunday night, night, 
We are playing at a club that is not even being not done finished. being built yeah. yet. <laughs> Which never got finished. Went out of business yeah. shortly after. And across nice club, the street, it's in the it's in sort of the industrial like outside outskirts of Richmond. So just one of those it. clubs you only find on tour. Yeah, you know. Just and we're there, and we are the only thing anywhere nearby that's open on a Sunday night is a restaurant slash pub, like English Irish pub. Across, I think it's Irish pub across the street. It's so like fuck it, man. Let's go, go get some beers, go basically. Get some beers, grab a bite to eat, go over there, walk in, and fucking sitting down at a table with two other cats is Morrissey. And we had just played the night before at a club that he was getting ready to play. Right, like and the his next night or something. He doesn't ever stay in the city that he plays because he doesn't want the risk of writing people that are going to show. He's real weird. So we're, we're like, what are the fucking chances? And like, all right, man, I'm like, I'm like I have to fucking now, try. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, it was you... And a gentleman named Bobby, who worked yes. for Bowling for Soup, yes, you Wayne. discovered this. Yes. You guys and literally, and the three of you went to have a beer. A beer. A yeah, it wasn't yeah. a bunch of people. No, no. And but Bobby was a Morrissey mania. fanatic. It would be like Still me is. walking into a bar and seeing Tom Waits. Yeah. I don't think that's an underestimate. No, and yeah. I mean, I'm a pretty big Morrissey fan too. And on top of that, he's just one of the, he's like... Uh, you know he's, he's in that weird he's one of those guys you just he's godlike he's you know? not a guy you see he's not like, a guy you yeah, see yeah. he's a fucking bit of a recluse he's, and a he's like a weights in that yeah. way you don't expect to walk into a bar in Richmond Virginia and there is a legendary yeah. English singer yeah so I'm like I have to have to go try to talk to this dude and get a picture at yeah. some point because I'm never going to get And this is almost this... pre-Facebook where it wasn't like, now it's it almost, was. if you yeah. see somebody, mm-hmm. you get a pic. We just live in a society. It was MySpace days. Yeah. Facebook was around, but it wasn't But there. I would have, I mean, I, I but, was so, You know, like, it, yeah. that would be Facebook gold now. Okay. And I know he's Twitter antisocial, gold. and I know he's a dick, and I know that no matter how I play this, it's probably not going to go well. But I figure out, okay, I, we sit and we have a powwow with the group, and by this time now, word is no, spread. And no, by this time, you have contacted probably me yeah and i've proceeded to tell out. everyone so literally the first band so all of a sudden these tattoo yeah. cats start rolling i think it was in. the second band or the first band of the night i don't even remember if it was sound checker before but whatever you hit me up and i am now marching and i'm not even a big morrissey fan but i know the value of seeing yeah. morrissey in a fucking bar so i'm like the pied piper with fucking like 10 people because no one can believe it like we yeah. literally think you're bullshitting you know and and we walk in, and lo and behold, there's Old fucking Morrissey. Morrissey sitting there. So everyone goes into pussy mode, and you're at the <laughs> bar, and we all line up at the bar. So this dead bar suddenly now has three rock dudes, being you, Bobby, and Mauricio, and ten rock dudes have joined them, and no one will turn around. Literally, people are all sitting there, like, whispering, like, what do we do? What do and we do? he's at a table not far from the bar. He's at one of those high-top bar tables. He's right there. With another man and another woman, both, probably everybody, probably in their 50s. Like, so, if you wanted to punch him, you'd have to leap a little bit. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to walk <laughs> a couple You would have been able steps. to get a punch in because yeah. he wouldn't have had time to dodge. Yeah. And so, he would have been stuck behind that chair yeah. just taking some beating. And so he's eating, and I'm thinking this is weird because he's vegetarian. He has all kinds of, like, rules about going to places that serve meat, and I'm definitely yep. eating meat at that moment. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, man, Morrissey fucking, you'd lie and son If of I bitch. said that, I'd be hearing about it two weeks <laughs> later. Continue. <laughs> Kai doesn't have a history. <laughs> That's true. So, uh... <laughs> I probably touched a booby later that night. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyway, so I don't know, Richmond. But anyway, so anyway, waiting for um, we all discuss. We have a power on. Like, what's the best way to play this? Everybody's like, dude, you just can't. I'm like, no, no, I have to. What's the best way? All right, 
gotta wait till he leaves. You can't go interrupt the man's eating. Yeah. You, you just can't do that to anybody, yeah. let alone someone who's so I'm like, all right, f- cool. So I think he kind of realizes what's going on. His friends, he like, knows dude, there's up. a He's bunch of fucking, all of a sudden, you know, so they finish their meal or their beer. They stand up and they quickly go to the door. And the door's not that close to where we're sitting. Yeah. He, the door is on the other side of the bar. There's one on either side of the bar, but he goes to the far one because he does not want it because we are between the other door yeah. and him. Basically posted up. Yeah. Yeah. So he fucking skeets and I'm just like, gotta do it. I pull yeah. my phone out, ready the camera. And for what it's worth, everybody, nobody fucked your shit. Everybody yeah. laid back. Yep. Everybody knew you and Bobby were the ones that were making the move. And no you know? one was trying. Everyone was cool. No mm-hmm. one rushed him. No one. And so that we, you were the only ones that followed him out. Yeah. We all stayed so at the bar. We, we take about 10 paces behind him. We scoot out. We wait till he exits the bar. We leave the bar casually and we approach him, and he's putting up his jacket, and he sees us, and he we make eye contact with him, mm-hmm. and he says, "And you didn't turn to stone. That was the odd and thing. He, I know <laughs> we didn't turn to tofu. Yeah. So he <laughs> says something to the guy that's with him, and the guy that's with him turns around and just puts his hand out and stops me on my chest. And I'm and Bobby Wayne's right behind me. He kind of bumps into me. Like, mm. Well, sorry, we just wanted to talk to him for just a second, see if we can get a picture really quick. The guy, not even Morrissey, the dude." laughs and goes smugly Morrissey doesn't take pictures and then we're like but, but Morrissey Morrissey and he just pops his collar and just skadoosh out wow. he just, not even we couldn't even get that's how fucking protected Morrissey is maybe almost is a better in, story than getting a yeah, picture though kind of yeah but like and then but it's funny because everybody I've told that are big Morrissey fans about this they're like there's like, oh, that's so Morrissey. Like they yeah. love him more because when he was of at the Ventura story. Theater two, three years ago, uh, somebody took a picture of him. Like they wouldn't allow cameras in the venue at all, mm-hmm. at all. So somebody for the, somebody at the now. paper, like literally stood by the dressing, well, the outside door, and got this like blurry photo of him, like kind of like almost like covering his head, like a criminal leaving the courtroom. <laughs> and they ran it. They actually like ran it. Like, well, this is about the most you'll see a Morrissey. It's like and literally, foot, it's like. Yeah, it was At a certain point, it's pretty pre- pretentious, though. Yeah, but, I mean, that guy's as bad as pretentious as they come. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of his bit. I mean, yeah, that's kind that of, you know. That's definitely his bit. And then the only other time we've been denied by somebody was Jarrett Reddick and I at Download were denied by Slash. Wow. We walked Weird. up. Slash was and I'm not, you know, safe. doing hierarchy here, but, you know, Jarrett Reddick from Bowling for Soup is Jarrett Reddick from Bowling for Soup. Main stage Homeboy's act. on main stage yeah. at Download. This yeah, yeah. is an army of freshmen and on the side stage. Yeah. Slash there with Velvet Revolver. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's done. He's walking around by the dressing rooms, walks up, and Jarrett and I are being cool. We're just waiting on the side, fucking knowing he's doing his thing. He's got to come this way eventually. We're just chilling by Bowling for Soup's dressing room. He starts to come towards us. We walk towards him, and there's kind of a couch between the two of us. And. <laughs> We start walking, and <laughs> that we realize that that couch is not so much a couch as mostly a ginormous bodyguard, <laughs> the biggest bodyguard I've ever seen. And he fucking stands up, and he's like a wall, and he's just like, "What are you guys doing?" And Jared's like, "Oh, we're just gonna just want to go pick, get a picture with Slash." And he was like, "Nope." And Jared's like. Does it matter if I'm slightly famous today? <laughs> and like the guy's like, "Who are you?" And he tells him, and he goes, 
Nope. No way. <laughs> I, swear really? to God. I never like heard that story. And, like, we're sitting there and Slash is over there, and we're just kind of trying to look around this dude to, like, come on, Slash. But the dude's so big, neither of us can see yeah, around Yeah, and you know what sucks dude. is, like, yo, fuck Velvet Revolver. I'll go see Bowling for Soup any night of the Absolute week before Velvet yeah. Revolver. And so we just kind of, like, dick in our hands, like, what do you do? We just had mm. to walk away. And so we kind of, like, backpedaled, hoping we could make eye contact with <laughs> Slash. badass that Jarrett <laughs> tried to play the game, because that's the game. That's it's, totally almost like, yeah. it's almost like Italian, uh, it, it's, and it's not an egotistical thing at all it's no, literally no. just saying he maybe made, slash a potentially would like to meet me because we're both playing on the main stage yeah. like what the fuck you know that's exactly what it was it was just like i'm just trying to tell you i'm no. not some fucking weirdo was it, was it huel from breaking bad no it, but it looked exactly like <laughs> hey was, it was, was that big was jonah hill backstage no seth, seth rogan. rogan it was seth rogan yeah, huh? sonosphere he came. He came out with Offspring. Remember, he flew. He flew with a. Uh, no, no, no. That was Dexter. Download. Second year we played Download. You're right. It was yeah. Download. It wasn't Jonah Hill. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I remember he was Jonah running Hill. around Seth taking Rogan. pictures. It was Seth Rogen. It was no, Seth, no, Seth Rogen. Rogen. I chalked that up for another dude that I should have just walked up to and bought a beer. I've got like a book of people that I should have just not, bought a beer. How did you not for? talk to him? That he was kicking it everywhere. Yeah, he was hanging out. He I was mean, literally hanging out, drinking beers, and and smoking weed. Everywhere with everybody. I was probably busy selling merch while you guys were hanging out you getting your know, photos with Brian Posehn. We sell merch and download. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably trying to find cell phone reception somewhere. <laughs> so uh, I, I wish, it, I wish, it, I wish this podcast today. wasn't edited or it was unedited because I got a zinger for you. But uh, wow. Well. um Hey, uh, this has actually been really fun. This has been a great podcast. I know we're not doing a subject, but I think it's good. A little catch-up yeah, session, sure. touch base. Not to mention, it'll be like on this episode, we talk about meeting Morrissey, getting yeah. dissed by Slash, you know, a lot of good stuff what, to talk about. What are we drinking today? So, uh, yes, let's do the Johnny, uh, beer uh, segment. Johnny brought the beer tonight. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, yeah it's uh, – grab my bottle here. Uh, it's a Newcastle brew here uh, called The Cabbie. It's a black ale. I All hate the way it from Britain. <laughs> it's not my thing, dude. That is just like that's really dark and it tastes black. Like uh, wait till I bring if I can find it, wait till I bring the next thing I can bring. <laughs> yeah, that's not my speed. Even Newcastle's not my favorite taste, but like that's like extreme Newcastle right there. It's definitely right. got that roasted hop. Yeah. Or yeah. roast you know, roast mm-hmm. roast, I mean it's thing. Black. But it's it's not like you know, it's got that kind of stout flavor, but it's a little lighter. It's definitely it's, it's a black lager. It, it is yeah. a black lager. Like, it's it's a black lager. It'll, it, it bites like a... It, it, <laughs> <never> mind, <laughs> I mean, do you like it, John? Kinda is that your deal? black lagers, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave one in your toilet before I leave here. <laughs> log, log jammers, baby. <laughs> I've had a log jam for days. <laughs> Put that black lager up to your mouth. No, um, <laughs> I always trust a Newcastle name, and it was. Just picked and you it know, up, it ain't made in Newcastle anymore, right? No, that's the bullshit about it. Because remember when we first went to Newcastle? You loved Newcastle I, back in the I day. Did. That, that was, was that was my first uh, really favorite beer. That was like Dan's beer, and Dan was Dan. Dan I'm went so excited. He went he he went black before anybody else did. And because <laughs> uh, we were drinking, I don't know what we were drinking back then. We were really young, but Dan, Dan was into like darker beer and like Newcastle's we like, thing. And we're like, dude, time. are you gonna freaking go? Are you gonna go to Newcastle Factory? And you were thinking about going our very first time over there, and then you found out. That it wasn't made there anymore. Yeah. A bunch of kids there it's told us that. It's in Edinburgh now. It's in Scotland. Yeah, that's well, they, got, they got bought by a brewing company called Scottish Brewing, and that's where it's made now. A lot of good times in Newcastle. Hello a to all our friends in Newcastle. Yeah, great times. Good city. Beautiful man. city. 
Yeah. Actually, it is a real beautiful city. Yeah, we saw some pretty. really nice stuff there. I miss that HMV and that Waterstones down that little, it was like our little. Yeah. And that one Italian restaurant. That Isengard Tower. Yeah. yeah the the yep. church steeple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. beautiful. Well, the Italian restaurant's in Glasgow. The one we always go to. No, no, there's one in Newcastle too. There's one yeah, in Newcastle that, it's a, the well. chain one. It's like Frankie and Johnny's or something. In, oh, okay. In Newcastle, but I it's know the one you're talking about in Glasgow. Street is like uh, the main drag with the H and M and the mm-hmm. Waterstones and the HMV. But it's and you and I went there. Yeah, you we, and I went there with Jarrett and Fro. In fact, the first oh, time we okay. were there, when we wow. just had like one show there. Yeah. Three, those three shows. Right, right. That was a one off. You know, it's so bizarre that it is really sad uh, just for. Uh, music and record nerds like you and me is going to foreign countries was always so exciting for you yeah. and me to go to those record stores and see what they were selling and what they had and what they didn't. We'd always find bonus tracks. We'd find like a gem or two. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do a whole podcast on like our greatest record finds and that's gone now, man. Gone. Those record stores are gone. There's not, there's not. And again, maybe some people in the UK can correct me. I know there's still some HMVs over there, but I know a ton H- of them. HMVs over there. HMVs. I know a ton of them went out of business and I know they're really, they're really slim down yeah. now like when we first went there i remember the first time we went to london you and i were like holy shit just like three wah. for ten pounds yeah, yeah, not exactly. realizing that that's yeah. thir- ten dollars like a cd yeah. Yeah. As, as, as long as i live i will never forget that's where i found weedis's uh hand over your love ones which okay. is which is one of probably one of my favorite records but at the time that was like an international quest for me yeah. this was before suck phony yeah, yeah. before yeah, they re-released it it was like the lost i remember record there was the, no fucking internet on well, that there was, but you man couldn't band in that God, on that ugh, little that that, that coach bus. Uh-huh. I remember fucking you listened to it, and then I remember you fucking putting the headphones on. You're like, you just got to hear this song. You just yeah. got to hear it, dude. I remember. I know. That's one of those special records for me where I know where I was when it just hit me. I know the lyric in the song where yeah. I was just like, "Holy God, that's fucking Brendan, man." Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know what recently, and this is very embarrassing, but I'll admit it on air, if you will. I just got around to listening to the new Weedus record that came Seriously? out a couple months ago. How is that possible? I've been saving it. I've been saving okay. it. I really, it's one of those things I'm like, I will not I kind of listen to this. This is one of my favorite bands. It's a good friend of mine. I need to give this respect. But somehow the time kind of like trickled away, you know, and I, I, it's, 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 it's great. I love it. But it's definitely, I think, the most creative Weedus record. I mean, I mean, so there's like six, seven minute songs yeah, on there. I mean, like, like God, they're but they're like, uh, they're they're like fucking classical. They're like it's like Injustice for All, man. It's yeah. fucking it's real. Yeah, I mean, there's he's he's gotten like, crazy. That band and Brendan himself has gotten very crazy musically. I always thought his lyrics were in a really cool place, but now you know there's almost some weird Rush stuff going absolutely. on at times. You know, he's yeah. one of the biggest Rush fans out there. Oh yeah, but it's great, and and it also made me go back to listen to the EP before it, which was almost like a precursor yeah. to that. Man, that song. I, I actually tweeted about this today and got a bunch of retweets because all those little One Direction kids retweet anything. <laughs> That, you know, Brandon yeah. mentions, but the Freedom song on that second yeah, EP, yeah. that is a great, yeah, great man. song. I mean, that's uh, I you know, I still I go back to Weedus so much, man. I mean, like, man, when 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 Can't they're lose. when they're on, they're on. I really that's a band I'd love to tour with again. You Fuck know, all a. the tours that you could be on and bands that are bigger, play in front of more people. I almost just want to go hang out with those people again. I enjoy their company so much, and, and you, get to see you know, them play every yeah. night, yeah. all your favorite I mean, songs, and their fans are great. Weedus has yeah. good fans, really good man. Fans. They're not the stuck up. We don't give a shit kind of fans you know 
Oh, they do great fans, great what, like people. Fans? <laughs> but just watching, because they're all such good musicians, too. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's like, you know, there's usually every band's got that one dude that you watch. That's one of those bands you just fucking watch everybody. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's so great. good. Man, well, what a journey this podcast has yeah. been, man. We 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 got dissed by Claire Danes, <laughs> dissed by Morrissey, went to Newcastle, ate at a restaurant, bought a Weedis record, you know. Dissed by Slash. Uh, yeah. Dissed by Slash. Well, you know what You got slashed. Oddly enough, what's weird is now several people in my life are actually homies with Slash. So I, I could it's, get it's, that picture taken at any point now. Uh, but now I don't give a fuck. If you could meet one uh, musical artist, like a musician that is alive, not going back in time, that you haven't met yet. And when I say met, I'm going to say take a picture, shake a hand, or talk to for a little bit. Like some type of encounter. Interaction. Because we've been so lucky to have oh, met. Yeah. I mean, shit, I remember when we were freaking out to meet David Lowry from Cracker and Camper Van Beethoven, <laughs> yeah. and and now we're friends with him. You yeah. know, I mean, that's we've had a lot of amazing experiences Absolutely. like that. But who for you have you not either taken a picture with or had some type of incident, not somebody that you've seen live. I know you've seen everybody live, but and I've been pretty lucky between living in LA or be the festivals we played. Cause we've mm. been played a bunch of metal festivals, yeah. but honestly the only, I mean, not the only one, but one of the only ones left for me is Paul McCartney. Wow. And that's the great white. That's the, that's Moby the Dick, great like, white whale. That's yeah. Moby Dick. I'm just missing Moby Dick. I've fucking yeah. met Dave Grohl. <laughs> Three times I've met Elvis Costello twice. I was gonna say I thought it was Elvis Costello, but you met him in an autograph signing. I met him right? signing, but I also met him at UCLA years and years ago mm. when he was fucking playing a small little show. I mean, again, it was just a minute. What? I shook his hand. I he was did cool. not call you, but I wanted to tell you what do you think about that tour this summer? Oh, I mean, I'm going both days of the Hollywood Bowl. You're gonna hit both of them. Oh, Elvis Costello, yeah. Ben Folds. Yeah, what a cool combo, yeah. dude. Maybe that's the one where should, I'll finally see Elvis Costello. I've still podcast, never seen him live. Two, two days, and it's like a Friday, a Saturday. Mm. It's like good days. How, I'm going uh, to both. So the white whale is yours. That's big. It's big. That's big. It's, does, it's the biggest. Yeah. How, how about you, Dan? I mean, my list is pretty complete. Uh, you know, it's it's a very small list. I you know, I met Matt Skiba several times. Yeah, super super nice guy. Yeah, you know what's cool? I, I envy your list is you ended up touring with everybody on the <laughs> I know, list. I did. Kai and I, I did. are like Paul McCartney, Tom Waits. <laughs> Dan's like that ah, big fish. Aquabats, yeah, totally. You know, like literally your favorite bands in high school. Like your bros with. That's wild. You know, it's pretty amazing. Mm. It's good life. I mean, I guess I would have to say I, I should have shot lower. <laughs> <laughs> Aim too high, mm-hmm. J-Man. Uh, it probably, I would guess just Tom York. Mm-hmm. But the only real reason for that is because when we played Summer Sonic in Japan with fucking Radiohead on the show, like even with our artist passes, we couldn't even get backstage. Like we got to a VIP area. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm sure they, they were in a different hotel, but David Beckham was in our fucking hotel. And like, you know, Kevin met him. We saw him at the fucking counter. And like, but they were, Radiohead was just unapproachable i'm sure there were bands i on got that the show. story of that really? they did not stay in the city of the show either night really they helicoptered <laughs> with their families in and out of the show each night i mean I they get didn't, it. and they and there was all kinds of rules you had to it's in Japan. order to watch them and that was 2003 yes yeah. when radiohead you could make a very good case that they were one of the biggest bands in the Without world. Doubt. Yes. 2003. Yes. Yeah. 
Without a doubt. But, I mean, even to watch them, this was a festival where you could go watch anybody side stage, literally any of the fucking doors. Anyone. Like, anybody. And we did. <laughs> and no problem, but they were the one band you had to have a special pat radio yeah. had passed. Only the band yeah. could grant you the pass to even go watch side stage, and that was basically to get into this, like, big fucking holding yeah, cattle It was pen. a corral. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting that you pick him. I, I obviously... Well, and so just to wrap this yeah. up real quick, to bring it you know, full circle, I ended up later that night talking to Matt Skiba about their performance. So, you know, talking with one of my favorite songwriters yeah, that I enjoy time. a lot um, about our favorite band. That was one of our favorite band. Night. <laughs> We should do a whole podcast on that night. Oh. We should do a podcast on Japan. our first time in Japan because it's it's a magical story. Oh, it is. Awesome. It's like, it's basically like a modern day it's the, version it's like of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And it's way better than yeah, that. I always, equate it, I always equate it to Wizard of Oz. It was. I've said this often, but if heaven exists and I find myself there, or if there's any type of afterlife, and for some reason, if the deal is you get to relive Groundhog Day one week of your life, there is not even a question. What I, I would Groundhog Week that, that week. Because think of all the, just really quick, off the top oh. of your head, the 3,000 amazing things that happen, and play everyone just a little different. <laughs> Tonight we'll go here with them. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> oh, like, forever. Yeah. You know? So I, the, the artist that I would want to meet, obviously, this is no brainer. But Tom Waits. You know, I mean, I I've seen Tom Waits in concert multiple times, but I've never shook his hand. I've never met him. He certainly doesn't do autograph sessions. I've never gotten a picture. I've he never has a been restraining in restraining order against. Yeah, him. yeah, that too. But I've just never had that. Even to just be like, even an encounter. Even he's walking to a bus, and I'm like, Tom, you're my hero. Thank you for everything. Oh, thanks. Like nothing. It's and he seems like one of those cats that probably come shake your hand though. Maybe not. I could see a little Morrissey there. Dead, I, I, really? I've you heard so? I've heard mixed reviews. I actually talked to a guy at a um when my dad and I went on a Tom Waits stalker trip last yep. year. We went up to Northern California, went to a music store that he's been known to frequent, and we asked the owner, and the guy said, "Dude, he's way cool. He'd come in here multiple times, but any he was like, it's almost like if you don't know who he is, he'll totally sit there and talk to you." Like one guy came up and was talking to him about guitars, and he talked to him for like fifteen minutes. And then another time somebody came in and like, oh, Tom Waits, I'm such a big fan. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Out the door, disappeared. So it's almost like unknown, you almost yeah. have to pretend that he's just like a weird old man. But when he came in, they said four or five times, I eventually asked him for a picture. You know what I mean? And he was cool with it. But he's like, I think it's just because it was established. He had bought a couple yeah. of guitars here. But another guy I read on a message board, met him at a music store. And he's like, hey, you know, sir, uh, um, you know, just I'm a big fan, blah, blah. You mind if I get an autograph? He's like, all right, how about I just uh, take out my journal and just rip a page out, give it to you. Is that square? And the guy's like, yeah. You know what I mean? And like he pulled Jesus. out his journal and literally ripped out a page and gave it to him, you know? Wow. like So I think he's one of those ones I don't think you never know what yeah. you get. But I wonder, I, I mean, yeah. and it, but I wish that more for my dad. I wish my dad could have that experience, you know? But he's, he's probably one of the only ones. I've been very lucky to see mostly everybody. And that's a beauty too where we live man we mm. live so close i mean everybody yeah. comes here at one point mm. or another and not necessarily just to perform i mean you could i've most of the people i've met i've not met at their shows i've yeah. met at other people's shows or at fucking restaurants or record stores or like yeah. you know it's it's pretty rad how about you john any musician that's living that you would like to meet because i mean I, th I think it's easy to say i'd like to meet a beetle you right, know what i mean no. but like yeah no skiba yeah. would probably be at the top of my list god Matt i skiba. wish we could have taken you back oh, yeah, yeah. 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 all over that 
Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to handle it though, because you probably would have been like 17 at the time, and uh, you yeah. probably just literally would have had it like a happiness suicide. Like, right. well, don't get any better. He's super nice. Fuck, man. Nah. Yeah, totally. Um, I was cool meeting uh, Chris Connolly. Saves the day when we went to Gros Rock. Yeah. That was a big one. He's a real genuine guy. Yeah. I know we've plugged them a lot on the on the cast, but and Chris Caraba was pretty cool. Yeah, I would agree there. with that. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. you I know, had a vendetta with him once. And I know as much as you hated I, that I guy. I buried that hatchet. He buried it for me. Um, I, I he even helped me dig the. We got to wrap it up. I'll save my Caraba story for another time. But <laughs> there's a follow up to meeting Chris Caraba, who was an absolute gentleman, just a wonderful guy to our surprise. But when I tried to call him after the fact. Because you requested that, that's a funny story. So I'll save that for another time. We should do an episode on awkward encounters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we've definitely had some There's for sure. A couple that spring to mind. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, ladies hey. and gentlemen, um, we did not do a subject this week, but I totally enjoyed myself, oh, and uh, I think it was a good hang. Good. Yeah, I think we did. It was a catching up session. Yeah. Sure. Odds you and know? ends, man. You gotta yeah. have them. Every gotta once have them every once in a while. So thank you very much for listening. As always, um, keep spreading the word. Let people know we're doing this. Keep it out there. You can find. Find us on Twitter at, at Army of Freshmen. At Obi-Wan Kenobi. At SpoonerDX. And you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Army of Freshmen. And, you know, when these come out, please retweet, spread the word, listen, tell people you're enjoying the podcast. As yeah. much as we're enjoying doing this and having a great time, you know, we want to spread the word and let people know that it's happening. Because I'm bumping into somebody constantly online that literally has no idea we're doing Me this. Too. So All the time. we're not doing a good job, I guess, of getting the word out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I guess we got to do plus, our part plus too. Plus, John has to clear studio time and let us invade his studio for several <laughs> hours and yeah. so yeah. it's always and we do a, appreciate that john thanks john thank, thank you, you so much i love it thanks for lo- lending us archives they get the fuck and out you, and, <laughs> and this week you even bought us beers yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and Don't i hate it it's sweet deal <laughs> Don't think j-man owes me money too <laughs> my feet are aching you money. mind give me a rub <laughs> good luck good luck getting money out of j-man we all know what happened with him and goldie's bet oh, yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks there you go J-Man sneaking out right now. <laughs> Cue the bossa nova. Bum, 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 bum. Real fresh.